<laughs> you know, there is, there is no magical church attendance, number, building, book, album. There is nothing that will all of a sudden feed your identity and go, I have finally arrived as a leader. Like Psalm 62, 1, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 177. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I'm the founder of L3 Leadership. In this episode, you're going to get to hear my lightning round interview with Carolyn Haas, who is the co-lead pastor of Substance Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you didn't listen to part one of our interview, it's fantastic. You can go back and listen to that in episode number 176. But again, this is the lightning round. If you don't know anything about Carolyn, let me tell you this. She is incredibly insightful and wise. She loves God. She's hilarious, and she provides a ton of of resources uh, in this episode. You're going to absolutely love this. And you can find ways to connect with Carolyn and Substance Church and links to everything that we talk about in this interview and more in the show notes on our brand new website at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 177. But before we dive into the lightning round, just a few announcements. First and foremost, I want to encourage all of you to become a member of L3 Leadership. Our vision here is to connect and develop leaders to help them maximize their potential. And we believe that every leader needs a community of people around them that will encourage them, challenge them, and hold them accountable. We think way too many leaders are doing life alone. When you become a member of L3 Leadership, you'll have the ability to join or launch one of our mastermind groups. You'll have access to our community of over 100 leaders, and you'll also have access to the tools and resources you need to take your life and leadership to the next level. All of this is available to you for just $25 a month, and you can find out more about membership at l3leadership.org forward slash membership. I also want to thank our sponsor, Alex Tulandon. Alex is a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty, and if you're looking to buy or sell a house in the Pittsburgh market, Alex is your guy. He's a member and a supporter of L3 Leadership, and he would love the opportunity to connect with you. You can learn more about Alex and connect with him at pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. With that being said, let's dive right into the lightning round with Carolyn, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. Just start the yeah. lightning round with, what's the best purchase you've made in the last year for $100 or less? Okay, so I was just recently in London, and one of my favorite stores there is Super Dry, and I got some running shoes that, like, I did not know shoes could be this comfortable. I feel like they've changed my life. So anyway, I'm just so excited to have these new Super Dry running shoes. What's, what's the like brand? Bucks. Super Dry. Super Dry. Are you, so you're a runner? It's so fun. No, <laughs> that's the problem. I'm not. So everyone's in shock because I've never, ever gone out in public and running shoes. And so um, I'm wanting to get back into exercise. And so I needed to, my husband and I go on walks every night. And so we, I needed a good pair of walking slash running shoes. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm new to getting back into exercise, but um, they're just so comfortable. I'm constantly wearing heels. And so this is like amazing. Very anyway. cool. What, uh, what books do you find yourself giving away most often and that have impacted you the most deeply? Great question. My the top book that I give away, other than my husband's, of course, are um, Necessary Endings by Henry yes. Cloud. I would say it is a must read. Like it helped change my life. It helped me forgive people, and I I literally give it to every leader. And I I think once a week, even church members, I'm like, you need to read Necessary Endings. You need to read Necessary Endings. It's just <laughs> it's so good on processing yeah. change and pain and prunings. And so anyway, I love that book. And then the other book that I constantly give away. It's called Hope Delivered by Rob Hoskins. And it's an incredibly inspiring book. I mean, I would argue it's a must read that will inspire you to reach children and youth. And it's filled with story after story of how God's word has impacted a child and changed their whole family. And it's 
just effective missions, outcome-based strategies. It's spirit-led. You'll be inspired by the stories of their radical obedience. And uh, it's just, it's a must read. That's good. I don't know if you listen to podcasts a lot, but if you do, what, uh, what podcast are you listening to these days? You know, I, I, I actually don't. The only podcast I've listened to is Carrie Newhoff, which he's nice. brilliant. Um, so I've loved that. I'm more of a listen to worship music in the car, or I actually um, use the Voxer app and I talk to all my pastor friends while I'm commuting all the time. <laughs> I love, love, love Voxer. So I think Matt it's Keller amazing. got us on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, what daily disciplines and routines do you have on a daily basis to help you to be as effective as possible? You know, I wanted to think outside of the box because I thought, you know, the, the normal answer is I read my Bible, I journal, I pray, of course, <laughs> of course do those things. Sure. Um, so I thought, what are other things that I do that I would actually consider a discipline? And so one of them is honestly loving my kids. Like I make sure they are hugged, loved. I tell my daughters they're pretty. You know, I speak life to them. I speak about their calling and them, that, they're God, that they're leaders. So I, I, and then I cast vision to my children. Because they're pastor's kids and they're growing up in the church, I'm constantly telling them stories of miracles and life change that's happening in the church so they feel a part of it. So that's mm. one of my disciplines for my kids. The other discipline I do for my husband is, Honestly, I constantly serve, encourage, serve, and encourage my husband daily. So I'm always, and I just, I love serving him. I love encouraging him. I study him. I, I, I just love making his life better. So I do those two things. And then honestly, I stay connected with friends. So I am super relational. And I found that um, because I tend to be more work driven, I tend to actually my nature would be to actually put off my friendships and be too busy to have quality friendships. But I realized that one of my strength finders is, is relator and it says that your friends keep you grounded. And so it's actually been a discipline for me to make sure I stay really connected with my pastor friends all over the world. And when we use Voxer and we use, you know, texting, of course, but really being honest and authentic and vulnerable and sharing prayer requests and, and highs and lows. And so that's something that I do daily. So I'm daily texting with friends and just staying super connected so that I don't get isolated as a leader. That's good. Uh, if you could go back and have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you tell her? Oh, you know what I would say? There's no perfect church or organization. You're never going to arrive and be able to say, I finally built the perfect church, the perfect kids ministry where we don't need any volunteers. And the worship ministry is, you know, just incredible. And everyone's in a small group and everything's working like freeze frame. Like, no, ministry is always evolving and you're always trusting God for leaders. The harvest is plentiful. Workers are few. So we're praying always for the right leaders, you know, and you're always going to be tweaking systems and pastoring. And so, so pray hard, work hard and play hard, you know, like enjoy the journey versus like thinking that you're going to get to a destination, put your feet up, freeze frame and go, I finally did it. <laughs> you know, there is, there is no magical church attendance, number, building, book, album. There is nothing that will all of a sudden feed your identity and go, I have finally arrived as a leader. Like Psalm 62, one, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. That's what I tell my 20 year old self. That's incredible. Um, out of everything that you've accomplished to this point in your life, what would you be most proud of? Most proud of, honestly, I, the journey that God has had us on, like just the idea of being obedient, sacrificing, you know, resigning a church, moving, starting a church, going through, you know, lots of hard leadership pain and not quitting. And then seeing God do miracle upon miracle that we can't even take the credit for, that God has done some incredible miracles here at Substance and knowing that this church is impacting thousands for his kingdom and it's changing paradigms and it's changing lives. And like, 
it, it's, it's humbling. So I'm proud to be a part of that journey. I'm proud that we didn't quit when it was tough. Um, I'm proud of my husband's books I, because those are our story. And it's, it's, it's fun to have your, what God has done in you able to be, um, my husband always says it this way, our pain can become our platform and God can use our pain to really become a platform. And so I'm proud of the books because it's our, it's our pain that God has used to help others. So those are just some of the things I'm proud of. I know we got to wrap up, but I have to ask, how did you guys, why, why or how did you guys not quit when it got tough? Because a lot of people do. <laughs> you know, um, this sounds, cr- I, I don't know if this sounds crazy or not, but in the tough times, I mean, part of it is it's your livelihood. And so maybe I'm stubborn and strong and I'm like, I can't quit, you know, because I've got responsibility as one of my strength finders. And so it's like, hey, if I quit, <laughs> all these people are going to lose their job. All, and I've seen what happens in church disasters and all these people walk away from Christ. And so you see the ramifications of moral failure or, or you know, that kind of stuff. So I knew that that wasn't an option. So what did we do in the meantime? I literally spent extended time on my knees, literally crying out to God and saying, God, what is going on? And what are you, what is happening? And what do you want to speak to me? And, and, and I would ask God even for prophetic words of encouragement. And, and so everywhere we'd go, God would send somebody that they would just be like, would pray for us and give us a word of encouragement. And one of my mentors said, start collecting all of those and put them in a file folder. And so I literally have this file folder of all these different words that God has spoken to us and you looking at the themes and the consistencies and knowing that, that, so I'll just give you one quick example. Like we had had so many staff transitions and it was just painful. And I was literally to this point where I think it was a 14 staff member that had left and, and left in an immature way. And I just remember saying, God, is this you? Or is like, I don't even know how to process this. Hmm. And, and we go to visit some friends and they just said, can we pray for you? And Peter and I are like, yes, please pray for us. And as they prayed for us, this, this man that was in the prayer in the, in the room, in the living room with us had us stand up and he started shaking us. It sounds kind of weird. And he literally said, the Lord is shaking you. The Lord is shaking you. And it's not the enemy. And everything that can come off of you is coming off of you right now. And then he said, I see that you have been in a hard season. You've been on this path. And it has not been easy. It's been hard. And he goes, there's been a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of frustration. You feel like you want to punch the wall. And he goes, but God is pleased with you. And, and, and he's making some adjustments right now. And, but he, you are on track. And there is a finish line. And God has this next season for you. And, so just, and I'm telling you, we just wept. And, and that's honestly what caused us to not quit, was knowing that that God saw the season we were in. We were not abandoned. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was working a plan. And that's what caused me to go, okay, God, thank you for affirming that this has been a really frustrating season of delay. And thank you that um, there is a finish line and that you have a new season for us. But I'm going to be faithful in the current season and I'm not going to be insecure in the current season that I'm in. And so that's what caused me not to quit. And then just encouraging my husband constantly. And, and then the other, it's, it's getting God to actually speak to you and say, I remember saying at one point, God, I feel like a dumb leader because we tried eight different buildings. Every building fell through. We're portable. Our church is fundraising. Nothing's happening with buildings. And we just look like idiot leaders. And amidst that, you're going through staff transition. So again, we look like idiot leaders. And, and there's just such insecurity in the delay. And, and, and then you have relational changes and staff changes, and it just is painful. And I remember just saying, God, 
what are you, what's going on? And I felt like he said to me, you are Moses right now and you're at the Red Sea and I've, perp- I've led you to an impossible situation. Like when Moses was led to the Red Sea, he was not a bad leader, but there were no lifeboats and there was no way to hmm. cross, but God led them there so he could do what only he could do in his heart, the Red Sea. And, and so it was just that lesson of the Lord showing me, Carolyn, you're not a bad leader. I brought you to an impossible situation so that I can do a miracle at substance that you and Peter cannot get the credit for. And no one's going to look at substance and go, oh my gosh, they're just these brilliant leaders that strategically fundraised everything perfectly and had the right meetings at the right time to open up these doors. No, like we hit the Red Sea. It was an impossible. There was nothing happening. And then God did the miraculous. And, and it's just this crazy story, two buildings in one year, <laughs> miracle after miracle after miracle. And, and so that's, that's what causes you to not quit is when God speaks to you so clearly. And I'm not talking about the God card and I'm not talking about hyper spirituality where everything's, well, God said, God said, God said, and then you're foolish, but it's that legitimate, you know, you've got mentors in your life who are speaking to you and, and you've got, you know, so you've, you've got a support network that's also in your life, but you're also meeting with the Lord and hearing from him. That's what helped us not quit. Well, if for nothing else other than this conversation, thank you for not quitting, but I'm sure thousands of other people <laughs> uh, think the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, last question, yeah. then, I'll, then I'll just leave it open-ended if you want to leave us with anything. But looking back on your life one day, what do you hope you're remembered for? What do I hope? I hope to be remembered for someone who loved God with all her heart, loved her Bible, loved her husband and kids, you know what I mean, was real, authentic, and was obedient, like radically obedient, generous. I mean, I just think, I just want to be known for being faithful and, and being faithful in the little. And I think I just want to stand before God and say, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want my kids to love Jesus with all their heart. I want my kids to love the church. You know, so that's a value that drives me. And I know I can't control them, but I can steer them and I can, you know, and, and I'm not saying I'm not going to get insecure. You know, parents can't get insecure in their children's outcomes because kids make decisions as well. But that is definitely like, I know that my kids are brilliant leaders and I want them to go farther than me. I want to work for them someday. Like I truly believe I will, you know, like they are, they're arrows in the hands of a warrior, our children. And, and they arrows go further than the warrior and they go to strategic places that a warrior cannot go. And so I do want part of my legacy to be Lord, help me aim my children, aim them the arrow to go in places that I can't even go to do what I can't even do. What is it that unique about them that you've called them to do? So those are some of the things. I love that. Anything else you want to leave us with today? Thank you so much. I mean, this has just been a fun, you know, I just, no, I'm just excited to share my heart and, and I hope, I hope it comes off, you know. Oh man, I just took like 30 page. I could do this for another five hours. This was phenomenal, (laughs) Um, but I will respect your time. Um, But thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for investing in me and everyone who will listen to this today. Thank you so much for your time and I appreciate it. And let us know if there's anything we can do. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to our lightning round with Carolyn. I hope it added value to your life. Again, you can find ways to connect with her and links to everything that we talked about in the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 177. If you haven't, I would encourage you to go back and listen to part one of our interview in episode 176. It is so good. So if you haven't listened, go back right now and listen to that. A few things before we wrap up. I want to thank our other sponsor, Henny Jewelers. They're a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. My wife and I got our engagement and wedding rings through Henny Jewelers and just think they're an incredible company. Not only do they have great jewelry, but they also 
also invest in people. John gave Laura and I a book to help us prepare for our marriage, and he's also been investing in me as a father, a husband, and a leader now for years, and I'm just so grateful for them. So if you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. As always, I value you as a listener. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this. And it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a rating and review. And uh, please share this with your friends, share the link, share it on social, and thank you in advance for that. If you want to stay up to date with everything that we're doing here at L3 Leadership, just go and sign up for our email list at l3leadership.org and you'll start to get weekly emails delivered to your inbox on everything that we're doing in our latest content. As always, I like to end with a quote, and I quote Brian Houston often because he says great things, and he said this, he said, a leader's goal is to stay pointed no matter what the distractions. Look at your goal on the horizon and don't move to the left or to the right, and uh, and I just love that. Stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. Disregard the distractions. Thank you for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much, and we'll talk to you next episode. (music) 